Hi everyone, today's topic we wanted to talk about taking control of your own uh, life and ways that we think maybe you can uh, make better choices and uh, just be happier because of that. So uh, we're looking for a title and thought of saying write your own story and we just wanted to talk about that both from the youth ages, maybe from middle school up and then also about as an adult. Older person. That too. Yeah. So what do you want? So when we talk about um, at the middle school age, and it seems like that's really the age where decisions are being made and kids are starting to stretch their boundaries, maybe even challenge authority a little bit. And socially, it's, it's a really tough age. There's a lot of things coming at them from different angles. We've talked before about social media's influence a little bit. And then they're starting to get into... Uh, the socializing in groups more, maybe a, a little more freedom from home, and it, it just brings up a bunch of challenges. And, and our thought is about how to have young people make better decisions and have more confidence in their decisions. So kind of wanted to know how Quentin's, uh, since he's close to that age and more aware than I would be, what those challenges are like. Uh, well, there's... Constant challenges throughout life, but for me in uh, the middle school age when I was struggling and kind of got some sense of freedom, um, what was really challenging for me was watching everybody else was on social media, so I thought I had to be on social media. Um, kids were starting to dabble with whatever it was, uh, vape pens or weed or um, drinking stuff, which I never had any interest in at that age. Um not that young i never found myself following the crowd but i watched uh, a lot of whether it was close friends or people i knew uh weren't actually into that stuff i watched them follow the crowd on it or get lost a little bit um but it's that middle school to high school age that everything starts getting introduced i think it's it's really hard for kids with the new um sense of freedom that they have a little bit with for me, middle school was in a different town. I was 20 minutes away from home, three towns, meeting new people all the time, getting invited to new stuff. And it was just a different um, world than kindergarten through sixth grade. And then as adults, how do we walk our way through this? And we want to let them stretch their boundaries. I mean, I think most people do. And yet we live in fear a little bit about them making bad decisions. Uh, maybe we even have a lack of trusting our kids enough so they can... Um, know that we do trust them and that we do want to give them their independence. And, you know, I, I can remember hearing stories, but yet I never had any uh, knowledge that Quentin was involved in them, but you do get a little paranoid um, hearing about things that are going on. But a lot of it's uh, who you, who's your friend group and maybe the extracurricular activities uh, create your friend group a little bit because you have, you're doing similar things after school or in the summer yeah i think the people you surround yourself is one of the biggest um parts of your mental health and i'm still i mean this is something i've been talking about and working on for years now about my own mental health and trying to improve myself and i like to think i can try and help other people uh improve too but i'm still struggling with um learning who i want to surround myself with or what I want to surround myself with. I think society and college is so driven by the idea of drinking or smoking weed or 
if you don't go out partying, uh, I don't know, people think you're weird. And that's something I think my first two years of college I kind of fell into. I, I didn't really uh, enjoy it that much. But I would go do it because it was a, whether it was a distraction or I got to, you know, people thought I, I was cooler than I probably am. And now I'm at, I'm, you know, 20 years old and trying to, trying to make a difference or find my way through the world. And I don't have any interest going to parties. I, once in a while I go out with friends, um, cause I like their company or I'm in the mood to, but all the other stuff I'm really trying to stop doing just because I think other people fall into the trap of just going along with what everybody else is doing and not thinking for themselves. And that's just something that I've been having a hard time this year, kind of straying away from the pack. Yeah. I, um, I mean, I'll be honest. One of the things that kind of stimulated this topic for me was, uh, when the kids start to get into high school and, um, even going to the doctor's office where they're, you know, they start having conversations with the doctors. You might not be in the same room. And then when they're 18, of course, they're off on their own more. But I went back, something happened this week where I went back and found all the doctor's uh, notes from the uh, portal, patient's portal. I had to get this for um, when I was dealing with mass, mass health. And I was very upset with myself looking back Quentin was 15, and when we were having the hard time with how he felt about life and, and being depressed, I looked at all these notes, and I was very ignorant to what was going on. Um, the doctor, I was listening to the doctor when I was in front of him, but there was so much more in that patient portal. And honestly, I, I didn't do that. I didn't go when I got home and went back and looked at it. I, I think maybe that's a generation thing where now everything is online for people and I didn't do that. So I was not a good advocate and not knowledgeable about what was going on in that office and how Quentin more specifically was feeling about things. And uh, it was extremely interesting to read that five years later, but I think there were some... Um, some disappointments in how things were written, and in the end, it was on me because I was supposed to be Quentin's advocate. And later on, we'll talk about uh, not that I want to brag about all the things I did wrong, but we'll talk about my deficiencies as an advocate for Cindy when she was sick, too. And I guess my point is, Quentin goes in as a patient, he's his advocate, and I was very proud of him when he's telling me, I um, mean, he can talk about how his conversation with the doctor was when he went in. And I recommend this for all kids, that they should go in prepared to have that conversation about how they feel, not just sit there hoping the appointment's over quick. Yeah, well, I've learned a lot about um, nutrition stuff and pharmaceutical companies. And I think everything that happened uh, during COVID kind of, spurred me on to that it just a lot of it didn't make logical sense to me about what was going on um so i kind of took a deep dive into it and now you know following our own path topic i i follow my own path as far as uh nutrition where i listen to a lot of nutritionists but also biologists who talk about the way that certain um nutrients vitamins and stuff like that can impact your moods and uh you know, how much energy you have and stuff like that. And, um, 
one of the things that I was learning is that doctors are kind of taught to, you know, if you have a problem, their first instinct now is to just uh, give you a medication instead of, you know, maybe talking through what uh, might be going on or maybe it's something as simple as you need another vitamin or you're deficient in one area. Um, so now when I go into the doctors, I try to ask as many questions as I can. Um, a couple of weeks I had um, something going on. I don't digest gluten well and um, I had some chest pain going on and he gave me something as simple as an antacid, but I... Um, I made sure I asked probably a hundred questions that he probably didn't want to answer, but he was nice enough too. But I asked probably a hundred questions about um, how it could affect me, if it could impact me at all, or you know what it was going to do to me. Just because now I'm so cautious of what I put into my body, because I watch so many people, um, especially a lot of people close to me, that fill their body with certain foods, and then they have zero energy the rest of the day, or they don't feel well, their stomach hurts, their you know, they go to work out after and they're cramping up the whole time. And um, it's made me think twice about what I eat or how I approach going to the doctors now. Yeah, so when you go into your appointment, I, I mean, it's just, it's a fact. Many people in the medical industry have told me that doctors have to make or are very tightly scheduled and they're um, trying to move on from one patient to the next. They're not trying to not do their best for you, but they they have a long line, and um, everyone knows how long it takes to even get an appointment these days. So it, that's not news to anybody. But when you go in there, you can't feel rushed because really the only patient you should be concerned about is you. And that's an important place, I think, to be an advocate for yourself. And I think that type of stuff starts really young where... Um, you know, parents now, I think in general, we, I don't know, you know, there's all these phrases, helicopters, snow plows, and uh, we want to control our kids. And I don't know if we, they really get to learn to think for themselves and therefore go into a situation like that and ask questions. And you're not there all the time. And I think uh, whether it's Quentin or anyone else, you have to do your research. You have to get more knowledgeable yourself. For my age group, we knew when we were 20, cigarettes were bad for you. We knew that, and yet it still took a long time and still does. A lot of people are still smoking, and yet we know it, it can, it's very bad for your health, like many things. But we do it anyways, and I think uh, the more educated we are, Quentin's group is very good about not driving drinking more than my age group, as an example. That's an easy one because it comes up all the time with Quentin. His friends have always been good about that. And, um, you know, where do we give them that strength? Where do we get our kids to speak up for themselves? And um, I, th I think for me, I had to learn to listen. That was probably my biggest challenge uh, as a parent. And that was when I learned the most about what Quentin was thinking. Yeah. Well, one of the best things for me as a a kid growing up and you, it might've been because you were a parent who was a little older than the rest of the kids, um, parents, my age, not by a lot, but enough to have seen, um, other kids grow up, whether it was from coaching or whatever you had done when you were younger. Um, but one of the best things for me as a kid was that you never, um, you never really told me not to do anything. You never controlled me from going anywhere. You never tracked my location. You never tried to you know, you wanted to know if I was okay and going to be home and you told me to be home by a certain time and I tried to respect that. And 
that that was never really an issue or an argument between us. But the idea of you letting me kind of go off on my own and figure it out uh, by myself was huge for me from that 15 to 20 age and probably where I learned the most. Um, you know, we had a couple incidents, me and my buddy pulled over one time to go pee and a cop having to drive by, but it was never a, a you um, looking down on us moment because you said to both of us that it's nothing you guys hadn't done and you guys have probably well, done worse. Kidding. Yeah, but it was yeah. never a, uh, there was never like my phone got taken away the next day. There was none of that. And I learned from it. I grew from it. I've, I mean, I've never even wanted to get in trouble ever since. I didn't even really get in trouble, but it was one of those things that it could have been a big thing and you kind of let us learn it on our own and we moved on. And we had good, um, we had, the officer involved was great. I mean, he was right. Uh, Quentin knew he was right. <laughs> and um, so that, what else are you going to do about it? I mean, again, no one got hurt. Um, they were actually being responsible, not to get into the full details, but they were actually being responsible to each other which I think, again, back to who you hang around with, who you associate with. Um, it's got a good group of friends, and uh, the, the boy that was driving that day was extremely responsible. And so we, we didn't have that issue. Uh, I don't think my son is perfect by any means, but, well, um, yeah. you know, I might tell him that once in a while. But no. I, I think the people you associate yourself with is an underrated statement. And even to this day, um, and we have these conversations often, you know, you, you don't need to have people around you that are bad for you. If they're a bad influence, they're doing things that don't make your day better, they don't challenge you to be better like we talked about in the, another podcast. Um, you just, the, the more you're challenged, the more you support each other, you get people with similar a similar uh, moral compass that you have i think that really allows you to grow and um even on that topic i think since we all are different we all have strengths and weaknesses i mean you know you want to work to your strengths and who's going to help enhance that well it's been a hard thing for me growing up um surrounding myself with certain people and because I went something through i went through something so uh different than most kids my age I mean, I don't think, I hope most kids my age hadn't, haven't gone through um, something like I went through a couple years ago or really uh, all my teenage years. So I always kind of struggled finding people that I related to. I never really, uh, I always gravitated in rooms. I always gravitated. Uh, I ended up talking to adults more. I could have a more realistic conversation with kids a little older than me. I used to, in high school, I hung out with uh, kids older than me a lot because I thought, I just related to them a little more and and now I'm still it's still the same struggle where um I mean I now I kind of I don't associate with as many people but I actually end up I probably hang out with my father more than anybody else uh times 5 which because, could be a bad influence too but we haven't got there yet. Well, yeah, we Not so much yeah. now. But it's more because I uh I can relate to to him more especially since we went through something like that together than I can uh, most kids my age kind of just having the college experience or trying to have fun or just not much thinking going on and I just can't relate to that. I'm trying to do some other stuff. I have a lot of goals. I get up early. I really like to take care of myself and go work out and 
it's hard to find people that also have those same ideas in mind, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, you have to find people. Um, you always evaluate whether you're doing the right or wrong thing, but on the idea of uh, playing to your strengths, you know, don't don't be envious of other kids because they're a better musician than you or, you know, they're better in math than you or anything yeah. like that. Just find, you, you have great gifts that you've been given. Play to those strengths. Uh, work on your weaknesses and get better at them. You're not going to be good at everything. No one uses every class that they take. It doesn't come into play when you're in a job situation. But, you know, you got to get through it. And, uh, you know, you just, you might be an A in one class and a C in another or an A at a, as a musician and yet a D as an athlete. It's okay. That's who you are. And um, people that, good people will appreciate you for what you are. And I think the biggest challenge for young people now, and which is, I, in my opinion, one of the things we're having all these drug problems with and people not wanting to feel what they're feeling is because they don't really like themselves and they're not feeling good about themselves. And um, that always leads down a negative path. So, I, I mean, I learn something all the time. I, um, I, I learned one thing the other day. There was this gentleman on a podcast who he actually is the Dilbert or Delvert um, comic strip writer. And he talked about taking Carnegie Mellon classes. And he said the one thing that Carnegie Mellon class teaches, the only rule is that you can't say anything negative. So when this person who had total stage fright got up to speak and they couldn't speak, she couldn't open her mouth at all, she was mumbling, couldn't hear her. When she got off the stage in front of the class, the person in charge, the professor said, you did a great job. They took a lot of courage to get up there. And that was it. And I'm like, boy, I never learned that. And I'm not complaining about the way I was taught, but I thought that was a great thing. And just trying to keep reminding myself, I'm, I don't want to kiss my son's butt too much, but I'm really trying to be more positive. Yeah, I heard um, a quote the other day. I can't, I can't remember who said it. I probably just saw it scrolling um, on TikTok or something. But he said, um, it can be applied to everything, so I liked it. And he said, when you're in the gym and you see someone that uh, looks better than you and you want to look like that, then to your right, there's somebody that is looking at you the exact same way that wants to look like you. And the problem with that is instead of people are always looking around at what other people have and want that instead of looking in the mirror at themselves instead and being proud of themselves or how far they've come. And I thought that was a simple way to put that. Yeah, and that mirror is kind of philosophical, right? You're just kind of evaluating where you're at, whether it's physically or reflecting on your day or what state of mind you are, who, how you said something to another person, you know, the same thing about mm -hmm. did you say thank you, make them feel good about being in your company, and I think that's really challenging. Yeah, well, I had something, uh, I had something yesterday, like I spent yesterday, uh, yesterday was a thinking day for me. I probably have one a month where I sit and think. You have 30 a month where you sit and think um but i uh i took i took the time of the day just you know stuff happens and you think about stuff and i texted a bunch of my buddies just whether it was just asking them uh how school's going or i texted a bunch of people that maybe i hadn't talked to in a while and i uh, i texted one of my friends i was like i don't know if it's weird but i was just thinking about you know covid times and it was like no it's not weird but even that 20 minutes of texting those guys, just uh, reaching out to them. And I think a lot of times, especially as men, you're almost too uh, too tough to 
or you want to be too tough to ask somebody how they're doing or see what's going on. Uh, but I ended up talking to all my buddies and a bunch of guys I hadn't talked to, and it was uh, it turned into a, a good day and a productive um, 20 minutes that, you know, I, one of the guys texted me back and said that, you know, he was happy to hear from me, and even something like that is just so easy to do, but you don't really take time out of the day that when you think of someone, I don't know, send them a note. The technology's so easy now that... Yeah, who's going to enhance your day? Like, who's going to pick you up? Or And maybe you don't want to call them the next time, but by doing by engaging like that, you kind of realize, oh, I do have a better connection with that person. Um, I, want to, I want to talk quickly about, as, uh, as an adult being an advocate, and the way with my experience with Cindy and with the uh, hospital first, she was at Norwood Hospital for almost, I believe, almost a year, maybe a year and a half. And, um, again, the doctors are busy. They don't really search you out for conversation. And, um, but I, I had a connection through someone, uh, a parent of someone who I had coached, uh, and, uh, that parent was, uh, was great calling the doctors and say, can you give them a little info and so on. But that was really on me. I mean, that was my fault. I was lucky I had someone I could talk to, but, I ended up uh, realizing after that I was deficient in my being an advocate. And I think now when I watch Quentin, I don't want to tell him what to do, but I want to be an advocate and, uh, you know, guiding him, maybe opening his eyes to something that I learned the hard way or maybe I did wrong or whatever. But but with these, uh, with our help and with Cindy, even when she went into the nursing home, the social worker and I became pretty good friends because I... By then, I knew I had to find out more, and and she helped me with the reality of the situation, and even talked about maybe how Quentin was feeling. Not that she didn't know Quentin, talking about the social worker, but it was about you know watch out for your son. This is a possibility. Um, he's viewing his mom in this way, and so again, looking through Quentin's eyes, trying to get more of an understanding from his view, and. That's something I, I had to learn how to do. And, um, you know, that's, uh, I was very disappointed in myself, both looking this week at the Quinton's doctor's notes and um, how long it took me to understand that with Cindy's help. So I, th- I think you have to stand up for yourself and, or your kids or if you're an advocate for someone else. So... Um, you know, we're here to help any way we can. Anybody that wants to have a conversation, I believe on the website there's a place yeah. you can connect. Yeah, or and, the, the uh, email's there too. Yeah, and the email's there. And uh, we hope everyone has a good day. I know we talked about uh, gratitude and some other things. And again, it's got me thinking each day. I, I happen to work at a great physical environment the last few weeks, and I felt so spoiled. Um Never too late to appreciate. Yeah, with the follow your own path topic or what, whatever the title of this was, uh, what's the exact, how you phrased it? How did you phrase it? Write your own story. The write your own story. Um, just and so, we've been together since 8 o'clock this morning. Yeah, but I don't listen. Um, just do what, do what, uh, what makes, what makes you feel good, whether it's getting outside, it's, on Sundays, if everybody's sitting inside watching football games all day, go outside. Or if 
everyone's going out drinking one night and you're not in the best mood, the only thing alcohol is going to do is make you more depressed. That's why it's called a depressant. So find stuff that makes you happy. Find people that are good for you and they can only improve your mental health, not make it worse. Yeah, who turns you on? Who makes your day better? Who makes you want to see them again or call them again? Those are the people I want to be around. Yeah, I wouldn't phrase it like that, but all right. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs)